Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Go Forth program. I am your host, Ben O'Young. I have with us today Diana Marin, the Young Adult Mobilization Program Manager with Catholic Climate Covenant. Hello, Diana. Hi, so good to be here. Thank you, Diana. Could you please uh, open us up in a word of prayer? This is a prayer by Brother Christopher Fernandez. It is a Franciscan justice, peace, and integrity of creation prayer. Lord, make me a ripple of disruption. Where there is apathy, let me provoke charity. Where there is compliance, thoughtfulness. Where there is silence, a voice of accountability. Where there is too much comfort and too little action, discomfort. Where there are closed doors and locked hearts, honest disarming. Where the other's humanity is not affirmed, dialogue and goodness. O most high good God, grant that I may seek rather to do justice than to talk about it, to be with as well as for the alienated, to love the unlovable as well as the lovely, when laws dictate and pain is overlooked, when tradition speaks louder than need, when ideas take priority before realities, Disturb us, O Lord, that we might live out our prayer, that we might live penance and reconciliation, that we might live your revolution of mercy and holiness, that we might live out your mission. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Diana. Could you please share the mission? of a Catholic Climate Covenant? That's right. Well, our mission is to educate and inform and mobilize the U.S. Catholic community around care of creation. So sharing programming, resources, opportunities for connection for folks to learn about the climate crisis and engage in their communities. And so as they engage in your community, your specific focus is for young adults. You're trying to have the young adults engage into the community. That's right. So working with college students, those out of college, up to age 39. So the USCCB defines young adults from 18 to 39. So folks within that age range who want to be involved in faith-based climate organizing. So Diana, could you please share how you got involved in Catholic Climate Covenant? How did your missionary journey end up with them? Mine is a a winding journey, as I'm sure it is with many folks. I grew up Catholic and was the the type of kid who loved following rules and learning about the rules and memorizing prayer. Um, And so my, my mom would bring us to church as a way for us to really develop that relationship with God and for us to know where we can find God that that relationship is always there for us. And that has really stayed with me throughout my life. That relationship with God is ever present and can be found in church and also outside of church, in the natural world and in other places. And so growing up, I had that at my core. When I was a teenager, I turned away from the faith. I was really 
disappointed and disheartened by the sex abuse scandals that came to light in the early 2000s. And I saw that there was harm being done in the church and I didn't quite know how to reconcile that. So I, I turned away and my first job out of college happened to be at a Catholic elementary school. I was just looking for a job. It was the first one that I found that that felt really aligned to me. And so I didn't go to it because it was a Catholic school. I went because the role seemed really interesting. I would be doing work as a sort of right hand of the principal. And it was a small elementary school in East Harlem. And I thought, this will be a good opportunity for me to learn and grow in community. I worked that job and I saw this beautiful community where there really was attention to the whole family and the whole child. The school really cared for not only the educational growth of the, of the child, but also their emotional, their spiritual, their physical well-being, their, their familial well-being. And I saw the justice element take place. Like I saw that there was a justice orientation and how the school took care of its community. And I, I saw that happening and I was like, I didn't know this about the church. I, didn't, I hadn't seen justice lived out and orientation towards justice living out. And while also holding onto that faith example, and something kindled in within my faith life. And I began to be more curious again about my Catholic origins and also what I was seeing happen in the in the school. And since then I've worked within church settings in some way. I've worked in our diocesan setting in New York, New York City. I've worked here at Catholic Climate Covenant. I've also worked with an organization called Nuns and Nuns that bridges intergenerational community with Catholic sisters and millennial nuns and NONES, those who are spiritual but not religious. So the rest of my career has really focused on that integration within the church and, and living out faith and living out justice values through that faith tradition. Oh my goodness, what a story. Amazing how you had felt to leave the church only to find it again in your service. Yeah, it's funny how we can wind around something that it really was seeing faith in action and seeing people so rooted in, in their faith while also holding the complexity of faith and holding the complexity of institution and being focused on what's the most important thing, which is often the person right in front of us of caring for our neighbor. And I saw that lived out in, in such a simple way that it really inspired me. And that's how faith is kindled, is when we see it lived out. When we see it lived out, and you saw it lived out, at school, as well as in other avenues that you pursued. That's right. And so then you ended up in Catholic Climate Covenant. And can you tell us a little bit about your first experiences there and how you adjusted? Also, the listeners don't know, but you moved. You moved all the way from the East Coast, and now you're in San Francisco. 
So can you share a little bit about that as well? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, I'm originally from New York City area. I grew up on the East Coast. And what ended up bringing me to the Bay Area and now living in the West Coast has its roots in 2018, 2019. I'd mentioned I've done work with this organization, Nuns and Nuns. And in 2019, they were hosting a residency at Mercy Center Burlingame in Burlingame, California. At this time, we were exploring what the future of monastic life could look like. I was in a community of young adults who came from interfaith backgrounds and felt drawn to living a monastic life, but were curious about how to have that happen today and not having it be in a traditional religious setting. So not taking on monastic vows, but still curious about how to learn from that tradition. And so this group Nuns and Nuns partnered with Mercy Center Burlingame um, to have a residency there. So a group of us lived there for six months alongside sisters. And this group of friends invited me to join for a month. Um, and this would be my first time in the Bay Area. And I thought, this is such an incredible opportunity. But at the time, I was low on funds. So I was like, I can't afford to just go and hop out uh, to California for a month. And so I honestly thought this was not going to happen for me. But I said a little prayer. I was like, okay, well, you know, if I'm meant to go out there, then maybe there will be a job that will take me out there. And I honestly didn't think much else of it. Within a week, I got an email from a sister who was looking for help on a project. And the project would bring me out to the Bay Area. And so that felt like a direct answer to my prayer. And so I joined that project and I was able then to stay for a month in Burlingame with this community of nuns and nuns and with Mercy Center. And together we lived alongside one another that was my introduction to the Bay Area. It was really moving. Through that work with nuns and nuns, we developed a project called the Land Justice Project. That is a, a movement that brings together Catholic sisters and BIPOC communities, Black, Indigenous, people of color communities to discuss racial and ecological healing. So in that work, which I accompanied as a founding member and as a theologian in residence, we explored what the future of religious property and land, how it can be used so as to be a healing space for the earth and to do that with that lens of uh, racial and ecological healing. That opened up in me a lot of curiosity around how we relate to the land. And in light of the climate crisis felt like a, a personal call of how folks of faith are being in relationship to land, are understanding it, are, and are also grappling with realities of 
changing climate, uh, of land that has been colonized in the U.S. and how to unpack that history and how we move forward in such a way that deepens relationships. So that experience really got me curious about climate work. And that's where Catholic Climate Covenant came in. I learned about this opportunity to work alongside them as the Young Adult Mobilization Program Manager and was lucky to join on board. And the Bay Area continued to draw me in because of the great organizing work that is being done here. There's a lot of movement around racial and land justice healing and particularly in the lens of the land back movement, which is an organizing movement that recognizes indigenous acts for the redistribution of land, of recognizing how indigenous folks have been at the forefront of caretaking and stewarding land and how that can also be part of the process that helps mitigate climate change. So you went from leaving the church to coming back to the church and then you you really said a prayer trusted in the lord and that journey led you from the east coast to the west coast talking about changes in your life and yet i think it's fair to say uh, diana that that whole time god had a plan for you and you just had to determine and try to understand what that plan was yeah i feel lucky to have had experiences where I just feel in the flow of life, where I knocked on one door and it opened and then led to another door that led me to being more curious about what's next. But underneath it all has felt very driven by being held by God's hand through all of it. And yeah, it has felt very affirming. So what you shared reminds me of the Sunday readings in particular the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and how you're on a journey, Elijah was on a journey. And could you please share a little bit about how the Sunday readings magnify your missionary call? What resonates so much with me is that the work of organizing, the work of changing our world is a long journey. It's not one that will be seen in our lifetime in many cases, but is we, we do the little bit of work that we're able to do right, and trusting that others will take on the work as we continue. And so in this first reading, Elijah is on a journey and is exhausted. And, you know, he says, this is enough. And he prays for death. And I think many of us can resonate with doing our work and not feeling like there's any headway or not feeling like there's any larger change. And sometimes we can very dramatically be like, well, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> like, I guess that's it. I'm not going to do anything else. Done. And what I love about this reading is that God and the, the angels sees Elijah's pain and provides him with food and provides him with a jug of water and a hearth cake. And he is nourished again. And he knows that not only does he have food, but the angel says to him, the journey will be long, but eat, get up and continue. And I think we we need those moments of reassurance because often the journey is long. And yet we are nourished by a faith and by a God who provides for us. But I so resonate with Elijah in the like, dramatic falling down and in the moments of doubt, but then also in the moment of prayer and 
receiving being the nourishment and going forth. Yes, to keep on fighting, to keep on staying the course, serving the Lord. So could you please share, Diana, some of the challenges that you have had to face working with Catholic Climate Covenant? The goal of our work at the Covenant is to inform the Catholic community around the importance and the urgency around climate action. I think one of the largest challenges that we face is that the U.S. Catholic Church has largely been silent around climate change. Of course, we have this incredible resource that is Pope Francis's Laudato Si, his encyclical, which was written nearly 10 years ago, in 2015. And that really highlights the theological underpinnings, the spiritual underpinnings for care creation. It's in such an incredibly rich and orienting statement. So we have this beautiful and adept tool, and yet it's not entirely being lived out in the U.S. Catholic Church. So there's a gap. And and there was recently done some research around this particular issue. One of our consultants to Catholic Climate Covenant is a professor at Creighton University and two years ago issued a study on the number of instances that bishops referenced climate change in the past four to five years, and they took a, a look at 10,000 bishop statements from across the states, looking again for references to climate change. They found that 1% of statements reference climate change. So there's not a lot of discussion from church leadership. There's a big gap there. And I think folks are really longing for moral guidance. How do we work through the challenge that is climate change, but then also to see the church also enact and talk about it, particularly with young adults. I find that this is a big concern. We, of course, know that there is a huge challenge that is eco-anxiety. It is among the top concerns of young adults today. And I think our faith can provide such a balm. Our faith is one of hope. Our faith is one that speaks about new life and about provenance in the same way that reading in Elijah that we spoke about, that God will provide and nourish. Our faith can really talk to the despair that climate anxiety brings. So there's such an opportunity, and yet it's not being talked about by the U.S. Catholic Church and it's not being lived out. I think many young adults are seeing that and seeing that that discrepancy and in some ways seeing that hypocrisy and are confused by it. On the other hand, what this might preempt the, your next questions for half, but what I'm seeing as the one of the hopes is that young adults are still finding places of community, are still looking to the church to be a place to be a source of hope. And so I say that because one of the uh, programs that we've been leading this past year is a program called Common Home Core. And in, in this work, we are bringing together young adults from across the US Catholic Church as well to engage in faith-based climate action. 
and we had uh, an open application system earlier this year and we received many more applicants than we expected folks who were really curious about how to address the climate crisis from a faith perspective and who want to do so in community i think there's a a deep longing for faith community uh, and young adults are eager to see it happen and will make it happen so folks are really coming together to deepen relationship i think young that's um, among the seeds of hope that i see is that there's such an attention to relationship and it comes so naturally so your work kind of has a double-edged sword the the difficulties that you share shared about involved again a lack of spotlight and an ignorance towards the concerns of climate change but at the same time too you've seen a ray of hope a beacon of light regarding the work you're doing to show young adults that they can be an integral part of making a positive difference sharing your faith in faith uh, based climate change concerns that's right. Of course, trying to have the church be more vocal around climate change. We're also really encouraging dioceses to commit to the Laudato Si action platform for there to be like concrete action towards sustainability goals, and also for there to be increased relationship for young adults to feel really integral, feel part of their parish communities, their diocese, and to be connected to one another. I think at the core is that sense of encounter, building relationship. Pope Francis has been such a, not only a voice for care creation, but also a voice for young adults. And he has sanctioned young adults as to go forth and be protagonists of change, of transformation. And that is such a blessing to be named as people capable of transformation in the church, but also a sense of responsibility of, if we want to see the world change, then we have to change. We have to do that work too. And I, I've found in my work uh, that young adults are, are really geared up for that. They want that relationship. They want that deepening and they want to see care creation, climate work, restored relationship, reconciliation be at the core of how they live their lives. So you made a great point, too. You said that Pope Francis is telling us to go forth. And that's how come our, our podcast is named that way, because we're trying to bring others to go forth and share the good news to be that beacon of light in the mission field so that others may also be a part of God's work on earth. Before I let you go, and this has been great, Diana, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to share to our listeners or, or any advice you have as they may be considering entering in the mission field? My piece of advice would be to have conversations with peers, with friends, build conversations in your parish. I believe at the core of our climate crisis really is a sense of, of isolation, of individualism. 
And I think the antidote to that is relationship. So reach out to folks, have conversations, see what opportunities arise. Also see what invitations you can say yes to. And that might be creating something. Uh, it might be saying yes to something. It might look a bunch of different ways. If you're interested in doing care of creation work within your own community, Catholic Climate Covenant has a whole plethora of resources that you can take advantage of. Um, go to our website, catholicclimatecovenant.org. We have suggestions for prayer circles, readings. Uh, we also have a curriculum called Homemakers that provides a 101 on climate science and Catholic social teaching. So there are resources for you to continue to be in community, to build community, and to talk about the climate crisis from a faith lens. We could share all that in the show notes, as uh, we'll also have pictures of Diana in action, as well as her prayer that she said earlier today. So Diana, thank you again for your time and for sharing about Catholic Climate Covenant. And we hope others may continue to pursue that journey that we, you talked about earlier, the journey that the Lord is calling them to do, to go forth and spread the good news. Thank you, Diana. Thanks so much, Ben. Thanks all. God bless. Go Forth is a service of the United States Catholic Mission Association, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and Mission Cafe details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stefan, used by license with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Steadfast is his kindness, water.